0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey, everybody, that is listening to the podcast, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time um, listening to an episode, I just want to say thank you. And I am beyond, 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 beyond excited about this episode because it's been in the works for about five weeks. normally for me to get an episode out it's not um i'm, I'm we're, we're pretty quick but david and i really want to bring a lot of content and in this episode you're going to learn about up hotel agency out in the uk my first international guest and what they do really with website design marketing and api and other booking engine and uh, just overall great marketing strategies that they do and tools that they have that they've built and that they also have learned in the years and years and years of expertise so I just want to say guys this episode does go a little bit longer than normal but it's totally worth it so stay tuned for just some really good content and a deep dive into what it really takes to capture direct bookings to get the team on the same page whether your operations or marketing maintenance housekeeping front desk bellman breakfast you name it you're in a hotel, you're a salesman. And guess what? This episode pertains to everybody. So I'm just really thankful for David taking the time and to work with, uh, you know, the podcast and myself to really just get the content that we believe all our listeners deserve and want. So stay tuned for more things. I'll be posting on the social medias and the website with some tools, tips, tricks and articles of cool things that David and I have kind of talked about throughout the episode and yeah, share it, like, and subscribe and enjoy guys. David O. from UP Hotel Agency. Here we go.
1: Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at SlickTalkThePodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today I'm excited to be working and uh, interviewing a good uh, friend that I've met over the internet, uh, David O. Uh, Forgive me for not being able to pronounce your last name again, Um, but uh, David is the founder of Up Hotel Agency in the UK, and I'm really excited to dive in on pretty much direct bookings and how guests and hoteliers can uh, work pretty much together and utilizing the, uh, the the website and everything else uh, like booking engines and proper marketing and bridging the gap between um, operations and the marketing team in order to successfully uh, combat the the uh, integration and the battle of OTAs and other other third-party websites out there. So, David, thank you for being on the show, my friend.
1: Really... Hello, thank you very much. Thanks for having me as well. I'm excited. Yes. So
0: let's kind of just dive in. You and I uh, talked briefly, um, you know, back and forth, and I think uh, your story is really unique and really cool. And so if you just want to dive into what your story is and how you got started and kind of what UP is in, in the terms of your creation.
1: Okay, so I personally have over 16 years of experience in the hospitality industry, especially in marketing and the more digital side. So I've worked with... Uh, hotels online, uh, groups online and huge corporations uh, online as well, so running small agencies to managing um, large global corporate operations and hospitality, so I'd say I've got quite a lot of experience working in this area and then I've taken all of that expertise and try and condense all of the good parts of larger brands, all of the intriguing parts of how to promote smaller independent hotels and small groups uh, and created up hotel agencies, I'd almost say that Up Hotel Agency is like a a boutique hotel, so we um, add that extra level of service, that extra level of attention and detail, some of the surprise and delight elements um, and expertise that they bring uh, to the market, and we've packaged that uh, in an agency format. So the core of it is we love what we do, um, and we get amazing results for our clients, and then that works perfectly all in one uh, sort of agency because the people enjoy working, the people have the expertise and the hotels get the results that they're looking for and get the worth of what they're doing. So that's, that's the core of up.
0: Awesome. And it's just like a bringing, you know, we are always focused as hoteliers, we're always focused on the guest experience and then, but your part of the job is getting the client experience, the guest experience that they need and the results that they want. So I think that's a great, um, pretty much origin of creating the guest experiences, all behind the scenes stuff as well, what you guys do.
1: Exactly. And uh, so one core uh, thing that I've always tried to put into to what we do in UP is that we don't take on too much work to be able to give the attention uh, to the hotels we work with. And that's really important because if you imagine a hotel that's got a specific amount of rooms or occupancy, and there's only a certain amount of people that level of staff can look after. Whereas if you imagine a hotel had 100 rooms, but they filled it with 500 rooms worth of people, then things get dropped. And historically, agencies, or people that work in this area typically take too much on without that consideration. So we're quite strict in making sure that if we do take the work on, then we have enough of the expertise to start with and also the bandwidth to be able to take that on too.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I think the, the attention to detail and the small details that really make it all the big, the big difference. Um, so for all the listeners out there, like what, what is your main market? Um, like where's your uh, your base clients out of, are you mostly just in the UK or do you guys adventure out into uh, other segments?
1: So um, our main office is based in the UK. We do have um, representatives uh, across the world as well. However, hospitality is a global thing and even if we're working with a hotel in the UK, they have guests from the US, they have guests from Asia. So um, we're not defined just to the UK. We work across Europe. We work across the UK in terms of the physical hotels we work with, but we also work across the US and some of Asia as well.
0: Awesome, awesome. So when you say you have representatives, you mean you have? Is it more like a contractor or somebody that's been part of the agency but just located somewhere else, or how does that really work for you guys as a as a whole company?
1: Yeah, so that, that's right. So we have expertise. So we have um, people I've worked with in the past that are based in different locations uh, and some representatives uh, as well. But the, the core of our team would be uh, UK-based.
0: Awesome. Um, so with your services, um, for all the listeners that have been uh, maybe following along in uh, any of the posts or anything, um, so Up does a lot of website-based services like marketing, and um, but also creative tools you guys are from what I've seen and from dabbling in the website, which I definitely recommend everyone looks at. It's beautiful. And you guys just went through a rebranding, right?
1: That's right, exactly. So check out the new brand. Um, we've got a blog on it as well, so it'll make a little bit more sense. But yeah, core services would be digital marketing, which I guess is the focus of today's podcast. Yeah. Um, but we do uh, other things as well. I think it's important to note that we've got, a, what I'd say, an all-star development team. So. Um, we're regularly challenged with um, building new websites for actually award-winning, which we'll go into as well. It's a shameless plug, but I might as well. Um, but also we do things that um, maybe some agencies don't. Um, we get asked kind of as a, a specialist agency to do things like custom API integrations. Uh, historically, hospitality is quite difficult. It's very fragmented with a lot of different systems. And it sometimes seems like it's a simple thing to do or a simple thing to request but actually, with so many systems, it's hard that they all tie in together. So we get involved in, in, in doing some custom development work. We've made booking engines for uh, property management systems uh, and also, um, you know, some quite complex API integrations that normally an agency wouldn't deal with. Um, on top of that as well, we do our own stuff. We do our own products. We've built booking engine products. Um, one tool that actually might be useful for some of the listeners is called Sweetener. So, Sweetener is a little toolset that we've built for marketing teams, for in-house, for agencies to use, which allow you to add um, messaging to websites, little pop-ups, tabs, slide-outs. So you put in one piece of code, almost like dropping um, a tracking code onto your site, and it means that we can self-serve. So you can go into our dashboard, say, I want this tool to appear on this page and within a minute you could get something active on there so it's a really good way of being able to uh, get direct message straight to users on your your site without having a a superb amount of expertise which also means that as a team you could be agile and you can just put an offer on for a couple of days if occupancy is low or you can um, add add a message if there's an alert that you want to put on or something like that so it's really cool but with that we've got some really exciting hospitality focused um, Additions to that, which are really uh, interesting on the horizon. So watch the space.
0: Well, um, so I I always make the comment in uh, in previous episodes with the podcast, um, hoteliers uh, specifically. I'm pretty sure you've seen this with some clients or other just uh, industry leaders in in the UK or the United States. Um were the slowest, I believe, to adapt to technology and to marketing tools and to just. Overall, you know, today's age of um, integration with all this stuff. And so we're, we're pretty old school in the sense So you know, we've been doing it for 40 years. Why would we change to all this new stuff that doesn't really prove that it's going to get us more direct bookings or whatever? Um, but for a, little, a lot of the listeners, I've been hearing the, the phrase APIs. Now, can you kind of just dive into what that is specifically for maybe the... Um, more I guess quote-unquote older school generation of listeners or just in general because it's been a growing phrase in, in my opinion from the ho- hotel industry to be adapting APIs is a little sure yeah. I think
1: it's you've probably seen it at a lot of the trade shows as well and you know API integration or open API so an API is, is basically an interface into an application again sounding quite geeky but it's a way of communicating and exposing the information so historically especially in hospitality everything is siloed or compacted into if it's a PMS system like Opera all of your information and customer information and everything is trapped in there now um his hospitality has grown a little bit more open because that information shouldn't just be trapped in one place so there's a lot of cloud-based property management systems that allow That information to be passed on to other applications or other areas so that would be passed on by an API so a good sample of that would be a booking engine that we'd make is able to take the dates that are requested and then it passes back a rate for those dates then the user is able to make that reservation so it passes the users details and puts it straight into the property management system that's all real-time so all of the inventory the dates the rate the the data is all live and it's able to pass backwards and forwards, So it's a real open gateway of of being a bit smarter with that information. And the good thing about open APIs and the growing use of APIs is that a lot more fun applications and a lot more fun uses of that data uh, can be um, put to use in in more modern hospitality. So sometimes it's with hospitality, it's not just the desire of the hotelier uh, to be more modern, it's sometimes just what would be a natural thing like pulling a, a rate direct to the front of the website it sounds like a logical thing, but actually that's too difficult because it's trapped behind a layer of, of, of somewhere else where all the data isn't available. So I guess in its simple form, it's being, it's exposing information so it can be used in other places.
0: So it's just another, another great, I think, um, you know, as we focus as leaders in the hotel industry and, and hospitality, uh, it's another gateway of, of communication. And it's it's pretty much because a lot of the times, like we all have, you know, a device. We all have something that's instant for us. And I think API is the best way to describe for a lot of our people is, uh, you know, it's another communication device, and it's instant. And it's the best way exactly. to get get direct with the guest. That's awesome. Um, so, one of my favorite things I like to kind of talk about because you and I, like I like that you said up is like a it's a boutique hotel. You know, there there's no other hotel like it. If there is, it's a different name, different brand, different owner. Um, you know, it's a very unique experience for the guests. So, with big name brands growing at a fast pace, like Marriott is probably, I think, it just became one of the biggest ones with the, you know, um, merger with Starwood and Ritz-Carlton and all the other brands that they have. Um, and then you know, you, of course you got Hilton and Choice and Best Westerns and all the other brands like out there. Um, how does the independent properties compete? with their sites, uh, you know, direct webpage where they can book and see themselves at the property, SEO and marketing plans?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and you know, it's almost like Pac-Man going around, yeah. uh, buying up all the hotels and eating the hotels. And I think the worst thing for a more independent hotel um, to do is be defeatist because there are ways that you can match those without the huge marketing budget and without the, the behemoth that it is. because. There are also limitations when you have such a big company to be agile uh, to certain things or to be different or differentiate yourself. So I think it sounds like a bit of an obvious thing, but the first thing to do is have um, a solid plan. So um, with a small hotel, an operation can get so caught up in the physicality of running a hotel that they don't have that top level plan. So set goals for your hotel for what you want to achieve online, key performance indicators, KPIs. and actually. First of all, set those goals, understand what that success looks like, because once you know what you're aiming for, it's not a scattergun approach, it's like, we want to increase our direct reservation by X percent, we want to increase our market share to this, we want to reduce our OTA reliance by X, Y, Z, and these are the things that we're going to do to try and achieve that. Once you know that, you can be quite focused in what you're doing. So. I'd recommend working with an agency, but with those specific goals in mind. So it's not just, oh, well, we've increased visitors to our site. Oh, we've started paid search, but we don't really know what that's doing. It's an agency, but having those clear goals yourself and then keep defining against, well, how are we performing against it and translate what your goals are into actions with your agency, with your in-house team, with someone who knows what they're doing. So I'd say if we're going back to the question about the bigger brands, the Sort of step up that a lot of the bigger brands have is that they know what their personality is, what their unique unique selling points are, what their target market that they're aiming for is. Um, so they, they understand what they're saying, who they're selling it to and, and what their proposition is. So, it sounds obvious, but a lot of hotels... Uh, like independent hotels don't actually have that core so they'll shoot try and shoot to everyone yeah. they do yeah. have USBs, they have exciting things even if it's a very much a location-based business but it's the first place to start
0: well it's just like the term in, in revenue management is about selling to the right guests at the right time at the right place and right. and when you're saying first it's most important to have a solid plan one thing i've seen with a lot of independent hotels and brands or even if they're under a soft brand of a main brand um, like you know choice hotels has you know. Comfort and all these other quality ins and roadway ins and all the et cetera, you know, smaller brands under that. Um, I think having a solid plan means having a legitimate plan that's like attainable, not saying, well, we're going to increase our direct bookings by 75% in the next six months. Great goal to have, probably not going to happen yeah. just because, you know, like we talk about a lot in the industry, the OTAs really do have a big push. And um, my big thing for what you said was perfect, and I think, you know, because the bigger brands do have, they have the bigger marketing budget, they have the dollars set aside for it in that that tense, and then they also have a developed and devoted team directly for that. So, a lot of independent boutiques, you know, they don't have the staff or the budget to really dedicate, everyone kind of does everything. And I think taking the time and developing staff members whether you know, they're front desk or housekeeping or maintenance or whoever is in the industry that really wants to dive in and deep, getting them developed and dedicated, like setting a set time you know, out of the week or the month where they can devote to these tasks and to learning you know, the growth of the website visitors and getting the AdWords and everything out there is, is huge for developing that, that solid plan, in my opinion, just from my experience with working in smaller brand hotels.
1: Sure. Definitely. And the, the other core is we do it day in, day out with smaller brands, with independents, with smaller hotels, um, and they get real good results from it. Um, they get great cost per acquisition. They sell that, that. It's just understanding how to push it out. So even if it's at the start that you work with someone with experience, but learn off them and understand what you need, then awesome. I'd, I'd recommend it for sure. Awesome. So I think the core of that is, if you've got a good product, you price it correctly. Obviously, pricing is a is a huge um, indicator to, to how you sell uh, your hotel. You should be able to sell it online. So um, get that plan, but don't leave it. Don't have it, you know, well, it's coming up to Q4. We need a plan for next year. Let's make the plan. Great document. It gets passed by uh, the general manager. Fantastic. And then you realize you're at Q3 the next year, and that document's in the bottom of a drawer, at the bottom of a pile. So it's be agile, keep referring back to it, and refer back to those goals, and then you, you should you should make a good progress, really.
0: Yeah, no proper tracking and proper execution. Uh, again, we're the slowest, I think, in the industry to get onto the marketing and the tech, and you know, to all the other things that the the industry has to offer. But then also, sometimes we're the worst at pulling the trigger. We talk and we sit in the meetings and we get it all thought out, and we get our thoughts out into verbal communications with our other managers or agencies or whatever, but then we don't pull the trigger as often as we would like. So I think that's a great, great statement and a great way to to kind of track. And you also kind of said um, in the hotel it sa- itself, the staff, um, excuse me, uh, the staff communications with guests uh, can also encourage, um, you know, returning uh, guest bookers and all the other stuff. But um i like that you can you can track this you can get the team on board to to really use the tools that you guys are setting up and so it really does like you said it creates that field of where you can you know instead of leaving it in a bottom drawer in like jam's office uh you know you can actually pull it pull it up and it's a live document ready to go
1: so yeah i think like you're saying it can be tracked and that's that's Sort of a real benefit of it is if you invest X, then you should see Y, um, and that's really cool because, regardless of what we say, OTAs are a part of the mix, and understanding what that is is fine, and they're a good part of the mix if they're, yeah. if they're treated correctly. Whatever you do in your department, you're going to be paying the OTA commission invoice, so yeah. it's viewing the website and your direct channel as another channel like an OTA and like a commission, if you can sell it for less than the commission that you're paying through an OTA, then why not give that a world push it? And if you can't, then you've hit a threshold and you know that that is the best place to sell it. It sounds very simple, but a yeah. lot of hotels will say, well, I've got a specific budget here or I can't be bothered to try and at least compete there. So let me just pay this out of that channel. However, if, if, you, if you want to, Try and give it a whirl and have that threshold as your OTA commission mount, then that's, that's very valid. And if you can sell it for cheaper, then you might as well cheap, sell it direct because there's a lot about value adds having a direct customer. It's almost oversimplified, but the core of business is your hotel's got 100 rooms. If you're 90% occupancy, you can only then sell them smarter and sell them more profitably, which, which is generally direct.
0: Agreed and it kind of leads into it's more it's more strategic when you are like you said it's oversimplified in a way but at the end of the day it's it becomes a strategy it becomes a part of your yeah. plan and it kind of ties right perfectly into the next question of do you do you say there there needs do you think there needs to be a connection between the operations team you know the core people that are making sure that the operations as a whole are flowing and then the marketing team that's executing this script in a way cuz I had another guest uh, previously last week where we talked about the sales team, you know, they become the ones, they're like the author of the book. They're writing out the the contract, the script of the story, uh, what it needs to look like, and then the banquets team or the visual audio team or the front desk, like all the other departments become the illustrators where they are, you know, presenting. They're putting the words from paper to the picture of overall book, quote-unquote, as I like to use it. So do you think, that is the same thing when it comes to, um, to the operations and marketing team.
1: I actually love this question because it's something that um, I do talk uh, in depth with hotels that we start working with because you've got, well, the digital agency here or our marketing department in the hotel there, and then you've got a rogue revenue manager that's servicing yeah. the targets that he's presented to the GM, and then the GM's trying to Um, talk to the investors and it all gets kind of a little bit hectic sometimes because so many people have so many different remits but actually the whole remit is the same that you want to be selling uh, your hotel in the smartest way in the most profitable way and make sure that you're you're getting the reach and and also the the revenue that you need so I think the biggest connection from from our side of things is um, between a revenue manager and a marketing team and hey, you guys are on in competition, you're working together, you're both working at the hotel. So um, the marketing manager should try what the goals are of that revenue manager because they have very specific targets and business needs and they sometimes need to sell inventory slightly cheaper or elsewhere to hit certain targets or distress inventory at the end of the month. Uh, Vice versa, if we're trying to grow a channel um, with direct bookings, then the revenue manager can't be shooting the the marketing manager in the foot by suddenly dropping the price elsewhere or not making the proposition direct uh, as um, as tempting as it as it could be. So be, being understanding of each other, actually creating the plan to, with each other, talking with each other and not just blaming each other, but having each other understand what the other's needs are, then makes it an achievable plan. And then, when they're presenting to someone like the GM or to their investors, if they talk together and there's specific reasons, they make choices that they do want to take a dip and push more through ATAs, or they are going to see a slight dip in overall reservations, but because they're trying to work on their direct booking proposition and they see that curve coming up in the next month, then those are the conversations that work well together as a business unit. And it's so much more successful when when both, both sides of the, the coin actually um, work in
0: tandem. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, you know, you guys have the same goal in a different way. It's kind of like, you know, the whole, we have the same goal, but take maybe different paths. Um, and if you have the same goal, why not work together? Why not strategize together? Because from what I've seen, like I'm a certified revenue manager. So, but I've also dabbled in, I've had businesses before, but I've done a lot of the marketing on my own. And so Seeing that they tie, they do tie in, like if you have an overall strategy for your revenue, you need to make sure that, like I said, it gets presented well on your media, your website, and of course everything else that the marketing team does with sales and coordinating the overall picture, like kind of like you said. And I think what I've seen well, done really well, um, and what I like is that I think Bridging the gap between the operations team and the marketing team really does involve everybody, like the front desk, the bellman, the maintenance guy that goes in to help fix the TV or the fireplace or, you know, the other things and getting them involved and in understanding the the big picture of what the hotel is, our why, our reason, and everything else, but then also getting them to be salesmen, they become the form of direct booking. They become that part of the strategy where, you know, you make a connection with a guest by making, you know, quick conversation in the room, or you know whatever else is going on throughout their stay and the experience, and then getting that captured moment where they're like, oh, I always wanna go back to this place, and then remembering, oh, I remember uh, Steve, who really just made my day, he uh, took a frustrating moment when my TV wasn't working and, and fixed it and had a great conversation, and I got to learn about him and I wanna go back. They become part of that strategy in a way, I think training not only your marketing and operations team, is huge in order to make that picture in the illustration but getting every every staff member to join you behind that mission really does become a huge part of that strategy in my opinion as you know from my experience of a manager in revenue and marketing so i, th- I think that's a huge overall plan and and great structure to have kind of like you were you were saying
1: yeah i think that it definitely above beyond revenue management the the staff on the floor let's say or at the front desk or you know, helping out in the rooms. They're perfect people to um, interface with the the visitor. Obviously, a hospitality industry, they should be hospitable. And so they develop relationships, which is perfect. So even using um, people within the hotel, explaining to them that, look, if people do come to our site direct or book with us direct through the, through phones, we, it helps the hotel. Um, maybe you could do things even as... Um, physical is give them little cards that they could hand out and with their names on it you know i've been steve um helped you out hopefully you leave me a good review um but yep. actually here's as, as an extra bonus if you book direct on our site next time if you didn't already um there's a there's a discount code that you can use the guest feels like they've been valued they've met someone and also it, it can be a nice little something to leave with them so it, it can be little things like that but of course, going back to what we were saying is, yeah. if we want to grow direct channel, if we want to grow the affinity with the hotel, how can we include the staff, but also how can we um, include those guests and bring it back up the funnel to that uh, overall strategy? It needs to be thought out at the top, and then work its way down.
0: Agreed. And I love like if they, I love the idea of the card. Like we use that, at, um, I've used that tactic before at a bunch of hotels, and. Um, One of the things I like because I come from uh, front desk experience and background Uh, I love it when I see front desk agents see that the guest booked on whether it's booking or Expedia or um, you know one of the other OTA sites that they could have possibly been and definitely most front desk agents whether they're new or not um, they do know that they get a discounted rate when that happens sometimes most of the time and that they're also paying commission so yeah. i love it when they take that time and say hey i saw that you booked off of Expedia or that you booked on booking.com if you really enjoyed your stay like you said handing the card here's a repeat guest discount um, go ahead and just give me a call i'll book your reservation directly we'll make sure everything's squared away and uh, we'll we'll look forward to seeing you again in the future or whatever it may be i think again I it's just getting your staff on the same mindset and like you said operations trickling down your why your reason and the overall mission behind the property is huge. It's, it's the most
1: beneficial, and I think it's, it's the, best the best
0: way to market, market. it.
1: Only- uh, I think you know you could send that via email, but the difference of that interface with a, with a real person and that connection that the guest has with an actual human uh, is, is a big is a big difference. And they'll remember that because you've got every aspect of um, you know that interfacing. You know, it's visual. It's personality, it's sound, it's visual. They get something handed to them physically, so it's something that'll be a lot more
0: memorable. 100%. Well, um, I guess what are some like tips and tricks? Because we're, we've talked about OTAs and we've been communicating. So all the listeners that are either watching or listening, um, OTA is online travel agency or other travel agency that is maybe not online. You know, for, You know, people that are travel commissions. Um, but what are like the tips and tricks for? Hotels to take the power back for for direct bookings. You know, we've talked a lot about what they the OTAs are paying commissions and lower rates and all the other stuff. Obviously, it doesn't sound from when I at least first started, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal. You know, who cares if they booked on Expedia or Booking.com? When I first started, I wasn't really taught you know the difference of direct, and that's what we want to engage and encourage. But what are the tips and tricks that hotels, independent or not, can take back? Um, you know to their property uh, on you know how they can be applied to their their specific routine or operation.
1: Okay um, so I think the first thing is is to be real because if you think about um, a user if they have booking.com or Expedia or whatever OTA or even if they're on a, a call to an agent
0: yes.
1: in one tab and then they have your website in another other tab it's more difficult to book on your site so um, They have to jump through hoops to get prices, whereas they've got your hotel with the room prices immediately there on the OTA with Crossout and you won't find it cheaper anywhere else um, there. It's maybe clunkier for the booking flow and the booking engine. Um, There's less trust on an individual site than something like uh, an OTA for handing over card details. For, For one, your card details are likely already stored there, so it's a hassle even punching it in and using a separate payment gateway. And then the other thing that they're very good at is a value proposition. So, strike through rates, cheaper, limited stock, ending soon. So, there's a lot of incentivized messaging there. So, you've got a lot of psychological impact of someone on one tab versus your tab. So, is it impossible? No. There's good news from the other side is because guests, especially um, guests that are looking from a a leisure perspective, they might have uh, a short list of four or five hotels that they're looking at. What is it natural for them to do? It's to actually go and find the brand site of that hotel, the official site of the hotel for the rich information because you get very limited information, maybe when you're just comparing a few hotels on an OTA, for instance. So they might visit the site for validation, for a bigger gallery for pictures, um, to see a little bit more about it and location and, and the ethos of the hotel. So usually your site will get hit during that decision-making process. So it's a good thing. It means that you'll get extra traffic from that, but also it's um, a good way to, to maybe enhance the idea that they like Booking Direct, especially when if you're an independent hotel or, um, or similar. So you've got that win- window to capture them. So how do you use that window to the, the best ability? Some might just be convinced that they want to book through Booking or Expedia or Hotels.com or whoever they're using, however, some people might be convinced to actually book on your website as well so how do we do that make prices and offers easily accessible so maybe even lifting them to the front of your the website so they can see that you do have parity or that you know it might even be cheaper to book direct um, or that they get extra benefits to do so and one of the things that we talked about um, that you've mentioned a couple of times is the hotel industry is sometimes a bit behind a bit slow yeah on using e-commerce tips and tools, not the ATAs, but actual individual hotel websites. And the hotel website has two goals. One is to to give information about the hotel, set it, set the culture, set the ethos, set the ambience. The other is actually an e-commerce tool. It's an e-commerce site. It sells a a hotel room or a meeting room or a, a wedding venue. So it needs to do that in a in a smart way. And sometimes that's forgotten. And you know, you might have to click three or four times, set a start date, an end date, how many guests? Do you have any requirement for anything else? This, that, and the other, before you actually even get a price, you know. And it might be the first question, would I be able to afford this place? It looks great, but is it in my budget? So that question of budget is often difficult to find whereas on an ota you do find that so being a bit more conscious that the guest needs to know that it's in that range even if it's rooms from price is a good way of um, convincing them and then i guess other ways are to um, make sure that your booking flow whatever you do choose is simple slick and effective it's not difficult but it works on desktop and mobile and that can make huge difference to the confidence of of the guests when checking out because I mean I don't know if you see many hotel sites I'm sure you have but you click book everything looks great on the site you click you put your dates in you click book opens up in a new tab for a start which is disconcerting for a user it goes to something that is a bit clunky it maybe doesn't even look like the same site that you're looking at and then you're expecting a user to make that big purchase of you know $600 on a card in, in something that they've um, that looks totally different than the website they were looking um, But I guess the, the main thing um, to me that will convince someone to book on your site is your value proposition. Why make the effort on this site over that site that you've got open with all of your car details in, with all these strike-through pricing, and that's um, really that you need to make your site the no-brainer, the, the option um, for that visitor to, to book on. So it's an extra, it's a value add, it's a deal, it's got to be irresistible for them to, to look at and say why actually would I go back into that tab and, and book somewhere else so this is where you've got to think a little bit bigger as a hotel and be strategic because um, so the user they don't have too much of a fuss where they book and in fact they'll book where it's easier maybe but if you can Make it that dangle that carrot. Let's say so it can be monetary. It could be cheaper. It could be a, a members rate that you literally leave your email and you get a ten percent discount, and you won't. Find it. Reinforce that your site is the best place to book it. That you at least have parity, which not many people know from from an end user. Um, but then you can also add extras. So maybe it could be something similar like a work drink, um, a cocktail. It could be. Um, one of our hotels had something quite interesting that they used. They said that if we have an upgrade available, if it's available, so they're not, they're not promising it, but if you're a direct booker and you come to our hotel and if there's an upgrade available on the day of your stay, we'll give you that for free. Um, so, a really nice way of doing it, a VIP style benefit. You get an extra hour, you know, maybe on a checkout, or you get a 20% voucher off our food and beverage services to increase the sort of um, usage of the restaurant. So, maybe people wouldn't even use a lot of these things, but just the idea that you're getting something extra, that value add, um, really convinces people um, more than you think to actually book. Um, direct with you and people generally do like the feeling of booking direct with a the hotel there's a kind of psychological impact that if i book it here then the reservation will be there when i go into check for the hotel rather than this third party weaving it back through so that's what i'd say and, and try and put some of those messages as well on the checkout flow because they might well go into your booking engine to just verify those prices so try and push them through a little bit further into making that effort to put their details in
0: well i think i it- think It it definitely is, like, for all the owners or executives that are listening and watching, uh, it just kind of goes back down to the point. Make the investment into a proper website. Make the investment into a good booking engine because, at the same time, you know, I don't know, it could probably be anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to a little maybe 10 to 20, depending on how extravagant they go, right? Um, So make the investment because, at the same time, Let's say let's just be extreme. Let's say ten to twenty thousand dollars for a website and a booking engine and all this other things that's going to make the the guests feel loyal and attracted to your site and is going to be the smarter way, like the no brainer, like you said, is going to be way more worth the the investment than you know I would say two hundred and eighty thousand plus in commissions a year to an OTA that doesn't sell you properly, doesn't um, make the guests understand the unique aspects that you have to you know like if you had. Um, early check-in or upgrade available or a complimentary drink upon check-in or whatever the special features are the perks and i think you're right 100 percent um i am i'm a brand i'm a loyalty to a brand so um obviously i'm on uh, you know i'm on marriott i'm on hilton i'm on choice i'm on ihg just because you never know um, if there's going to be one of the brands that you relate with or like better um, in the city but if there is then you're going to more likely pick that but I think there's just something, there's a psychological thing of just feeling loyal to a, to a brand, to feeling special when you walk in, when they're like, hey, thank you for being a rewards member with us. To me, it's like, hey, they notice, they see that I'm putting my time, I take my travel with, with this brand, may, may, may not be this hotel every time, but at the same time, I'm still loyal. And I think just having that appreciation is, goes a long way with a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I think the equivalent thing to look at is, let's take, for instance, um, a thousand dollar booking so a nice chunky booking at your hotel and can you imagine all of the people coming in uh, who book through an Expedia or booking.com just when they check in just giving them two hundred dollars back um in cash yeah and a hotel would be well, what you know what the hell i can i can even stomach giving that kind of um cash back to people but in effect when we're selling it over the two channels if you're selling the um via an OTA versus your direct proposition, you're in effect saying, Well, of that booking I'm giving twenty percent away as a as a commission, you're giving it to not the, the guest in this case, yeah. but to media or hotels or booking, could you take a portion of that and say, you know what, I'm going to, when this guest comes in and he's booked through my channel, I'm going to give them this benefit back and it's going to cost me a hell of a lot less than selling it through a third party channel, which is is never going to get me a return booker and I'm going to surprise this person with something great and I'm also going to convince them to book with me by giving them X, Y, Z and just take, again, it's that strategy and that thought if we do want to change this shift, let's put things in place to make that happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's, like, the analogy of the giving cash back is, like, to any hotelier. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. But it's pretty much what we're doing with the OTAs. Um, So how do you, specifically, a hotel agency and your clients battle against the rule of OTAs, like Expedia booking, um, in order to save paying commissions? Um, Obviously, you've given a couple tools just now, but I know you guys have, Um, Some other tips and tricks that we've kind of talked about previously before the episode and I'm just kind of curious on if you can dive into those for the listeners and kind of expand on the back end stuff because we can say all this stuff right we can tell them about websites but getting the the nitty gritty details of what it actually is and what these terms are and the keys that go behind it are really important and of course listeners watching and listening we want to bring as much value as possible so. Okay,
1: so there's a, there's a range of different things that you can do. It's not just limited to one um, area, and again, I, I will say this just so it's, it's not like it, we're not OTA bashing. OTAs do have a very specific place on the market and they're part of a mix, but actually what we're trying to do is say, where do we sell these rooms most profitably? Um, to a threshold so i just wanted to make that clear because we we understand that in in terms of revenue generation as well
0: um yeah when i'm when i'm doing my revenue strategies i'm definitely we're using them to our advantage in the proper ways so yes any listeners that are with like booking or Expedia, definitely not bashing definitely not but at the same time the whole the whole point is we do want to focus on i think every hotel wants to focus on more direct so
1: that's right and i think that the i guess historically it's it's one of those channels that it's like, oh, that works, oh, let's pour more into it. Oh, and then suddenly you rely on it too much and you can't just chop everything out at once. So what are the ways that we can slowly claw that back or change that shift a little bit just in terms of profitability? I think the first thing that's super simple, it's free, and it's something every hotel should do if you haven't, is claim your uh, Google My Business listing. 100%. Uh, yeah. So that is officially, if so you type in the name of your hotel, um on google you'll see a little box on the right and it'll have photos of your hotel it'll have all the information opening times a description of your hotel and maybe even some uh, meta search uh, adverts for your hotel now a lot of um, kind of relates to that a little bit is that um, generally you'll have uh, what's called meta search uh, listings come up in somewhere like google tripadvisor trivago um, and, and other channels Um, You can actually, as a hotel, bid for your own hotel within that. So you might find one one thing to do is test it, type in the name of your hotel into Google and see if you see rates for your hotel, then you'll see that um, some people are bidding in what's called meta um, for your hotel. So you could actually be within that mix. So people can see uh, maybe uh, booking.com there, Expedia and official website rates all in one place. So even even if you're not getting many clicks from that, what that does is it shows from a top level that you have parity on your direct site. So It gives a good good message for your hotel. And the great thing that we found with metasearch marketing is that um, organizing it correctly, getting a strategy behind it, we're able to get regularly 5% cost per acquisition, five to 10% cost per acquisition, which if you equate that to um, a commission, it would be less than 10% commission. So it's almost again looking at it that way. If I can sell by doing meta search marketing correctly, I can sell it for a ten percent commission instead of an eighteen percent or twenty percent commission. It's it's quite compelling uh, reason to to give it a go. So it also takes back market share um, to a direct channel, and because that click from that meta advert to your direct official website. Gets you a, a direct booking for cheaper, but it also gets people to your website and goes back into what we're talking about loyalty and being able to get repeat business uh, and customers. Um, shall I go on?
0: Oh yes, go go for it. Yeah, no, I I think it's what you're saying is just it's not, I, I think with you know Google it's, it's simple right we I for my business um, for a lot of hotels or restaurants or whatever it may be. Um, I think you know the Google thing is it's undervalued in a way sometimes uh, because uh, we had a guest on the show, I want to say a couple months ago, and uh, he was talking about his restaurant where his uh, open table uh, listing or description or category was uh, Mediterranean, Caribbean, but really he's an all-American cuisine. And so he's like, "What the heck? This was t- completely wrong. It's advertising the wrong the wrong thing." And then he changed it once, and he got more reservations. He changed it twice. The more accurate that your listing is, whether it's on Google or you know any of these other sites that you know that we're talking about, the more accurate it is with a better description that fits that that um, restaurant or you know hotel in this in this case, uh, it definitely it's just better for the guests. And I think Google itself just needs to be. I think, you know, you do a lot with it. It's free. It takes you, you know, zero dollars to invest in. You get the little verification postcard sent to you, and you verify it, and boom, you start setting it up and make sure that's just accurate with what you guys do. It's a huge, huge key, and it'll help you pop up a little bit more than the OTAs. So I think it's just undervalued information that um, maybe for all the listeners that are listening or watching, it's just like... I don't know if you want to grow in your career, or if you want to open up a hotel, or if you're in, in that point where you have opened up a hotel or an inn or whatever, and you just don't know the, the back end of the the marketing or the the advertising and getting it out there and getting it known and shared out on the web. Um, this is a easy way to start and a great great way to start. So that's a, yeah, and then I think you, yeah, just keep going. I love it. It's
1: great. Yes, uh, we another way is uh, AdWords, um, or paid search. So. Um, again, when we talked before, we said, well, how can we compete with an OTA who's got a huge budget or maybe a you know a killer brand that has a, like a Hilton or a Marriott that has this huge marketing budget that's centrally um, driven by um, large teams that are working in some data house um, optimizing. So it sounds uh, scary to think that a smaller hotel or a group could even start to compete against that. But if we think about it in a simpler way, even looking at a a brand term. So an OTA has to make money purely on the percentage commission um, that they're charging you. So if they can make money out of bidding for that term on that one fifth that they're getting out of that rate, then it seems quite logical that even on brand terms, at least you'd be able to make money by um, looking after your own hotel and terms and making sure that your, your brand is covered because they're paying for those ads and then making a commission on on that ad term. So at the very least, it'd be good for you to be visible within that. Um, The other thing that you can do within there is submit a trademark claim um, in a lot of countries to Google, which many hotels might not know, but you can stop um, other companies from using your official trademark in those ads, which then um, by default makes your ad go higher because of things called quality score in Google. So the more accurate your ads are and the more clicks that your ads would get um, by a user sort of ranks it a bit higher. It means that you don't have to even pay as much as maybe some, someone below you.
0: So when I, when you and I were talking about this and you told me about the trademark claim to Google, I, I never heard about that. So to me, it's like, Holy cow, this is huge. Like that's, that's to me that if I'm, you know, the slick talk in, um, and then people are using, like, you know, using SlickTalk in to then go above me and get, capture their direct bookings and not mine. Um, I obviously would want to be like, hey, that's misrepresentation of my brand, you know. So trademarking it um, is so smart, so huge. And so I kind of, can you develop a little bit on how the, the property itself can trademark claim their business name or their hotel name in order to prevent, um, you know, misrepresentation. Sure. So, um,
1: if you have an AdWords account or you work with an agency who, whose AdWords qualified, um, you can submit what's called a, a trademark claim to Google. In fact, it might be something that you might want to share um, via social. We can we can give the URL. Um, it, the rules are different in different countries, but the the core of it is genuinely that people can't use your official trademarked name in advertising. Um, they could still bid on a term. Yes. Yeah they can't use the trademark name in it, which uh, it works really well for you as a, as a hotel, especially as an independent or small group, because it means that your ad becomes more relevant, really when someone is searching for the exact name of your hotel. Um, if there's an ad that doesn't really have the name of your hotel in or ads written compared to your official site one, then, then do. And don't be afraid to use terms like um, official website within your ads and also some of the benefits that we talked about of booking direct, like get 10% discount, or get this benefit or this upgrade or this extra if you book direct with us as a channel because the click-through on your ad will go higher because people can see the office advantages about visiting uh, the official site. And then I guess the other thing is to view it again like a channel. So if you're able to sell through your paid ads, a 10% cost per acquisition or a 10% commission, we could call it, um, do so and and view your marketing budget like that as well. So um, a common question that I get is how much should we spend on our AdWords uh, each month? What should we put aside? Especially at this time of the year, people are planning for next year. And they say, oh, well, you know, do I spend $1,000, $2,000? Do I just try it with $500 a month? And the answer to the question is, well, why would you put a limit on that if you can sell it for cheaper than you're paying for commissions? So to explain, if I was selling, if I had... um, an AdWords budget of $1,000 a month, and I was making sales at 10% cost per acquisition or 10% commission, so I was getting $100,000 back um, for for that spend, then why would I just stop it there and and pay 20% cost to another channel? Why don't I roll that budget up until it hits that threshold? That I'm selling for cheaper, so maybe it's costing me 15% cost for acquisition, but I'm spending $3,000 a month, um, but I've reduced my OTA spend uh, by X, Y, Z. So it's it's viewing it like a channel, uh, just in the same as your OTA is like a channel or your other distributors like a travel agent is like a channel, working out what you're willing to, to push up to, which is a comfortable spend for getting a direct booking and then flexing it that way and be seasonal as well. So if you're busy in the few months or you're automatically sold out over a period, don't think you have to spend the same amount in those months. Work out what the booking windows are or work with an agency that will help you do that so that you're using it to the best ability. Because the worst case scenario is that you're spending $2,000 a month for your booked out months, just sending people to a site that they can't find availability for. So it's being smart with that and being proactive. And again, we keep going back to it. It's like having that plan at the start. What's the messaging? Who are the people we're speaking to, and when do we need those guests? When when have we got that flex? Can we push our occupancy up in in our weaker months by doing so? Uh,
0: totally agree, and I think it's it's yeah. I just spend the money, just get it done, because at the same time you're spending X Y Z on on commissions, and so why not? Again, if you can acquire it for cheaper, uh, it makes to me it's a no-brainer, and I think it's just getting the getting the right team and. Uh, like you said, I just love that. It all ties back to creating a plan, creating a structured plan that you can overall execute and track and watch. Because these these tools, like you said, the MetaSearch and the AdWords and everything else, they they are trackable. You can watch, and definitely, especially when you're doing your revenue management, um, you we, we can see the numbers. We can see where what channels are growing, what channels are decreasing, um, and how we can keep leveraging until you get to that thre- that threshold. So. I think it's very simply put, and again, it just comes down to the right place, the right time, and the right the right, uh, right guest. Because, um, you know, knowing your your demographics, like you said, is huge. Um, I did a speaking event not too long ago in on how to start up a, a vacation rental uh, property and how to successfully do it. And the big part was knowing your demographic, knowing the demographic that your area supports mostly, and also knowing your brand, like you creating a soft brand or a a main brand using Airbnb or VRBO, you want to know, you know, your demographic and who you're attracting to your property and who um, actually visits that area and and becomes part of that. So I think it's just like you said, execute or, you know, we'll go in order. You write it out, illustrate it, and then execute it and track it. That's a really, really huge way of doing it.
1: Yeah, and then be reactive on that. So again, it goes to knowing what your goals are, and then pushing towards it. So um, it's quite funny because although we're talking quite technically, I guess, with digital marketing and pushing people, but the core of it is it's just basic marketing principles. So it's speaking to the right people, um, providing them with the information, and giving them a reason to book. So imagine someone walking into your hotel and saying, "Why should I stay here?" Yes. And how would you answer that? Um, and is and then, and then now, when you've answered that question, now look on your website, which most people will see more, ninety-five percent more people will see than actually walk into your hotel yes. and see that, and say, does my website actually answer those questions? Does it give the user or the visitor a compelling enough reason uh, to book me over either a competitor or another brand, or to book my hotel with me rather than through that guy standing outside with the like those ticket resellers you know they're pushing rates and offers and they're really getting in the face of people that's like what you've got online but you're kind of shrinking back in the background going oh well I'm here if you need me it's actually being forward and saying you know you could buy it off the guy outside but actually this is the right place to buy it because we're the official place we've got a discount for you and actually just because we like you and because we prefer it if you book here rather than us giving them the money out there, we're going to give you an upgrade and, and this extra um, incentive to do so. And thanks so much. Welcome.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, um, for me, I think you know we've covered a lot. We've covered um, some really good content. I think uh, you know this is what I love about the podcast. We get to you're our first international guest that we've gotten to have into. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's it's been pretty cool for my experience, and uh, I've been actually following for like all the listeners. Uh, I've been following Up Hotel Agency for a little bit, um, and uh, I think probably a couple. I would say almost a year on social media, and just uh, and just kind of watching you guys grow. And definitely, I saw the rebrand when it launched, and I was on Instagram, and it was really exciting. And so uh, I always like to you know bring on the show or the guests that have the most value, and I think you've really definitely. Um, in the value for for the beginner and the executive and i think like you said it's just it's a new age and i love the way you put it in the phrase that you know uh, you're communicating a guest walks into your hotel why should i stay here well that's how you have to communicate that answer and that question on your mobile or uh, you know desktop website and and overall it's just been really cool to to have this conversation and dive into the deeper detail so i love to at the end of the show kind of just wrap it up and I would like to give you a, a quick spotlight where you get to um, share anything about Up Hotel Agency, uh, anything that you want to leave the listeners with inspiration, or just overall, you know, ending details that you think are, are worth sharing and thoughts of of the content and the the episode outline, and um, yeah, we'll pretty much take it from there.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on as your uh, first international guest. I feel very privileged. Yeah. And now, uh, and thank you for your time. I know um we covered a lot but i think it's an area that i'm super passionate in hopefully you can tell um and we've got a great team that feeds into that we learn a lot from the work we do um but one thing i wanted to say to hotels because it does seem like a big area it does seem scary but really do think about it as a simplify the plan say or what if you're thinking about 2020 what would i like to do even if i just want to move a bit of a shift from My OTAs, which are at 60% into 5% more direct booking and 5% more in this area. How do I do it and and plan with it and speak to the right people? I'd say also don't um, fall into the trap of entering into an agreement with an agency who isn't going to give you specifics back um, in terms of the tracking. So maybe do trials of three months, give them three months to, to prove worth. Don't sign into huge contracts and and take it on a rolling basis. That's some advice I give because a lot of people do get burnt by um, trialing these things. And I think that another thing that I would really recommend is a specialist hospitality agency if possible, because they understand um, the nuances of this area. So when you're busy, when you you can't sell more than 100 rooms, um, when you've got need periods, flexing budget um, through the year and understanding what actually really sells a hotel rather than these flashing messages, you know, you, you're not going to just make it like booking.com for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, from our side of things, um, I'd like to take the opportunity to say thank you to my team, which yes. they hopefully will be looking at this um, at some point because they will make the agency special. Um, the, the nice thing that we did have this year is um, an award from the Web Marketing Association so we won Outstanding Website Developer, which was one of 13 development companies and actually multi, it's not even just in hospitality, it's across every single discipline of which they're 89. So pat on the back yeah. uh, to the team for that. We won the best website in hotel and lodging, which again was super cool um, for us. But that website also won the best of show, which I think is the first time ever for hospitality. that Out of every genre from an agency, healthcare, medical, um, any 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 industry really, it wasn't actually the best of show judged by you know some of the biggest agencies in the world. So really, to me, that was it's a marker. It's a nice we've got a cool little trophy in the office there, but actually, it's a marker of the progress um, that we make as a team. Um, and really, I'd like to thank them all for being great and for for trusting in my vision in terms of my agency. Um, but also on the flip side of that is that. For us as an agency, getting awards is really nice, but actually the reality of um, what turns us on each day is actually getting the results for clients and getting that revenue through and, and putting into practice the things that I've been talking about now and actually really uh, seeing hotels get those revenue results that we can be proud of. Because if we enjoy our work, then they get the results and then they enjoy working with us. And uh, kind of that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's
0: agency Zen. That's awesome. I, I, I think it it just it goes to show good leadership, good teamwork, and when the results are there, that means everything that we've been saying and talking about is is it's key. It's it's real, it's uh, applicable and there's there's proof that it works and I think that's awesome for the listeners. My biggest thing for the podcast has always been to, you know, I created it so I could bring value to people that want to learn more, that want to grow, that want to be, whether they're front desk, housekeeping, maintenance, executives, owners, just starting out in the industry. I think that's my biggest thing. I, no one taught me anything. Nobody gave me the mentorship that I needed at the time. And so I think it just comes down to creating a good product and creating what it's used for and the good content to provide. And it just shows, you know, the things work and it's got, it's got good, um, overall just Just a great mission, and I think it's awesome. So, thank you for being such a valuable guest on the on the show. It's been great. So, really looking forward. Pleasure, pleasure. Perfect. Well, that's all we have for today. If you guys want to check out uh, Up Hotel Agency, uh, you can check them out online. Where can they find you guys? Uh, What's uh, What's the best way to maybe even get a hold of you if they want or or are interested in any of the things that we talked about?
1: Um, the probably the easiest thing is uh use the URL uphotel dot agency. So that's the URL. uphotel.agency dot agency or look us up on uh, Insta and social as well and, and similar channels.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for choosing Slick Talk.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
0: Hey, everybody, hope you really enjoyed the episode. It was amazing, amazing content. I loved every second of the conversation that David and I had. So check out up hotel agency. And you'll learn more about them and the amazing award winning work that they've been doing. And then like literally, I've been following them for a while on social media, like Instagram, uh, mostly, but they just do awesome, awesome things. So Give them a like and a follow and check out all their great work that they do for websites. They're the best in the business, obviously. Um, So go check it out. And then if you uh, tuned in to the show last week, you would have heard that I'm doing a live show once a month with Hotel RL in Olympia, Washington. And so if you're in the area, give me a, a, a notice or a heads up. And I would love to talk to you and kind of talk with you after the show. Um, There's an event page on my website, slicktalkthepodcast.com slash events. That is E-V-E-N-T-S, events. And um, it's a free show, so show up, come enjoy the great content, and uh, I look forward to really getting to speak with everybody live and in person, and of course, via podcast and video. Um, So... Any cool things coming up, uh, you'll find it all on the, uh, the Facebook page and Instagram and, of course, the website. But uh, I really look forward to bringing more content to you guys. I'm, I'm just overall overjoyed and blessed with all the um, emails and the messages I get. And, the you know, just it's just been an amazing journey. So thank you very much for being supports uh, supporters of the show. And uh, I look forward to bringing more content to you next week. Thank you.